I can stack them hundreds to the roof. I ain't stopping till they stack to the moon. Without me, my family wouldn't have food. Anybody go against me, gotta lose. What is up, guys? You're listening to the MF CEO Project. I'm Andy. I'm your host, and I am the motherfucking CEO. Guys, the goal here is to make you the motherfucking CEO as well. Somebody who takes control of their life, somebody who holds themselves accountable, somebody who does what they have to do in order to be successful, someone who brings other people up, someone who sets the example for what is possible and does it with no apologies. That's what a motherfucking CEO is, and that's the purpose of this podcast. As always, I'm joined by my co-host, Vaughn, the pastor of disaster, also known as Vaughn Swoller, also known as Jean-Claude Von Damme, also known as DJ DJ God, and millions of other annoying nicknames. Vaughn Halen. Also known as Vaughn Halen, also known as... John Von Jovi. Oh, geez. You're stretching <laughs> on that. What's up, dude? Uh, I'm actually tired. I shouldn't be, but I am. Why? Because I went to on a little mini vacation and hung out with people half my age, and I'm you're hung over. I'm not hung over, but I'm. Remember, like how you told us that one time you did thirty shots, and then we watched you do two <laughs> shots of pass out in a limo. Still got that video. Yeah. Do you remember that? I don't remember. I don't. Remember I know that. you don't. I don't remember things that never happened. This motherfucker's <laughs> bragging about doing thirty shots. How he did thirty shots one time. The, the dude drinks literally two point seven drinks. And he's sleeping in the limousine. No, they're 16 ounce. Was that a fast 16, or not? 16 Definitely ounce Rumpelman shots. We were there for like an hour. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Anyways, uh, we got a full length podcast going for you guys today. Um, on on our Tuesday uh, podcast. Um, before we get into that, you know, something that I'm really enjoying doing uh, is our Sunday sermons. I think that's fun, yeah. man. People are responding really positively. Yeah, people are really liking it. Uh, it's more of a character-building episode. So if you guys aren't listening to the Sunday sermons, make sure you check those out. Yeah. Um, they're a little bit different than what we talk about here in business. Uh, today, we are going to talk about purpose. Yeah. Um, kind of had a number of people request that. Well, yeah. I mean, that's one of the most common things we get. You know, I get I get so many people who, who hit me up or ask me in person when I see them. They're like, dude, I have, I have the passion I have the willingness to do the work, but I just don't know what I want to be. And, and uh, you know, I feel like that's like one of the most popular issues that people run into. Yeah. Uh, they have trouble picking something. Um, like on a, on a grand scale, like the purpose of their life and also on a specific scale, yeah, like in sure. terms of business. And, and I think it's frustrating for them too, because they feel like they see other people being successful and, you know, they see people who are doing well and they assume that that person has it all figured out. And so that makes them more urgent and more afraid that they're doing the wrong things. And unfortunately, in social media, especially in this entrepreneur space, you have a lot of people that are um, fighting for credibility. And in their fight for credibility, they think they have to put out the perception of perfection in every area of their life. And... First of all, that's a mistake because n- nobody truly believes that you have it all figured out. Everybody knows you don't. And when you peacock yourself to, to, 
to seem like you have all the answers, it actually makes you less credible. Right. Um, because it makes you less human and it makes you less real. Uh, and, you know, ultimately we know people who think they know everything are totally full of shit and we just know that. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's tempting for people to buy into a lot of those messages and ultimately it feels bad. And to the people that do that, you have to understand that you're doing something that is very morally fucked up. Um, by projecting that you have it all figured out, let's say you've made a couple million bucks or whatever it is you did, you got some nice cars and you're trying to pretend like you have all the answers. Dude, the problem with that is is that you're discouraging success because you're implying that you are naturally better and more uh, knowledgeable and smarter and a harder worker and 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 because your ego is fucked up and you need the everybody to see you as perfect, you're actually discouraging people who are more real with themselves, which is most of the population, and making them think that they can't be successful because you're projecting it as if you, you know, are there's no chinks in your armor. And we both know, we all know that that's not fucking true. Absolutely. I also think that people here people of influence say that it's really important to live with confidence and they think that in order to be confident, you have to have absolute certainty. And I, I think that's a real well, they ha- misunderstanding. They don't have to have it. They have to project it. Right. You know what I'm right. saying? And they think that like, dude, the more perfect I act, the more knowledgeable I act, um, the more I act like I'm smart and you're not, and I'm successful and you're not, and this and that in order to be the authority. So you could sell more books or you could sell your shoes or you could sell whatever the fuck your t-shirts or whatever the fuck it is you know the more you do that the less credible you become because Mm -hmm. it takes the the vulnerability and the realness out of the equation and dude i don't think that's right for anybody that's in any space to make other people who are up and coming feel like they can't do it because your ego is fucked up right you know what i mean it's just dumb could you give them less to relate to Exactly. Like, yeah. dude, but I mean, dude, that's that's the problem that we're talking about here, right? We have we have we have people that cannot relate to these messages, and so because of that, they feel less, and because they feel less, they feel like they don't know anything, and because they don't feel like they know anything, they feel like everything they do is a mistake, right? So, like, let's say someone could go out and they could become somewhat successful in this certain thing. Well, because right now it's fashionable to talk about purpose and to talk about all this, you know, more abstract, fluffy type shit, people throw away fucking great careers and great success stories and all this shit because they feel like it's not their purpose. Right. Because, and it's not because they, because they were perfectly happy doing this before they met Mr. Social Media who convinced them that like they're on the wrong fucking path. You know what I mean? Uh, and you guys have to be fucking self-aware, man, and you have to be able to decide for yourself what it is. And that's what we want to kind of unpack today is, is help you guys, you know, determine what your purpose is for life and business and what that means. You know, uh, so many people out there are struck, uh, for one reason or another, and we just named a bunch of the reasons, you know, outside influences, but they are they're struck and paralyzed by doubt, you know, indecision and uncertainty about what they're doing. And they waste so much time just standing there looking at what everybody else is doing that they end up doing nothing. Mm-hmm. OK, and then they end up 70 years old, 80 years old, 60 years old, looking around 50 years old. Like, what the fuck? 
Why didn't I accomplish anything? Well, you didn't accomplish anything because you were trying to analyze too much. You know, we've all heard that saying paralysis by analysis. Right. We're all guilty of that to some point. Everybody is. But the truth is, is that, you know, and I think a lot of people also feel like for them to succeed, other people have to fail. And that's just mm-hmm. not true. Mm-hmm. You know, some of my best friends on earth are my direct competitors in our space with our sports nutrition and uh, uh, health nutrition products, you know, and just because we're doing better doesn't mean that they're doing worse. We both do better because we teach mm-hmm. each other shit. So, so I knew we were going to talk about this. And I know, I know we don't normally do it like in an interview format, but I actually jotted down some specific questions I wanted to ask you. Can I just throw those out to you? Yeah, when I finish what I'm saying. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> and what I'm saying is, is that you have to understand that, you know, just because you're going to make it doesn't mean someone else isn't going to make it. Or just because someone else is making it doesn't mean that you're not going to make it. And when you stand there and analyze all the market factors, you know, this guy's doing that, this guy's doing this, this person says this, this person thinks that, these people are going to think this if I don't do this or say this or act this way. Dude, you become a complete reactive force. And when you become a reactive force, you're not a force at all. You're just a buoy floating in the ocean you know, and you might end up somewhere, you know, across wherever you didn't even intend to go. All right. And you can't live your life at the mercy of other people's thoughts or actions or their success or what the reaction might be. You just have to do what the fuck you think you need to do and do it. And that's the biggest thing here. You know, life isn't a movie that you're watching everybody else. It's a participation sport. And if you're not in the game, you're not, you can't expect to be anywhere when you're 60 or 70 years old. So the first thing you have to realize is that, you know, how to catch yourself when you're analyzing instead of acting. I think that's a big thing. People mm-hmm. need to learn how to catch themselves whenever, you know, and I'm talking on a micro factor, whenever they are, you know, let's say on Instagram and they're looking at their competitor's profile or they're watching some entrepreneur's videos or they're on YouTube watching this or that and, and, and you know, they're not learning anything. They're just watching to see what they're doing. Well, those are the times where you should be fucking creating your own shit. You should be reading or investing in your own shit. You should be, uh, you know, writing those emails to move you forward or making those phone calls or sending those texts or sending those messages that are going to make the, the needle move forward. All right. And we waste so much time watching everybody else succeed that it takes away from us. And I think we're all guilty of that at some point. So the key is to catch yourself when you're doing that. Um, and, and I can tell you for sure, if you're spending all your time watching everybody else play the game, you're never going to know what the fuck your purpose is because you don't have any um, internal, uh, I, I, I'm searching for the word here, awareness of what your purpose is because you're not getting in touch with who the fuck you are and what it is that you need. So... Um, you know, I, I want I want this episode to really help guide you guys through figuring out what the fuck your purpose is. So now, Vaughn, yes, you could speak. Well, I, I thought we start like thousand foot view here. <laughs> Are I you mean, laughing? I'm laughing a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> um, I well, thought, fuck, start- dude, I was in the middle of a fucking point. This I was going to say I'll I'll edit that out. Yeah. It's, a, <laughs> it's a terrible thing to be no, don't interrupt it. I don't hold up. I don't know your guys' show notes yet, uh, but I did I did want to add something to that in. Andy, I know you'll go on a rift about this, but I think a lot of people have this delusion in their head on what their 
passion is supposed to be like. They're going to love every single aspect. That of, dude, for sure. Dude. For sure. That's a huge issue with, mm-hmm. with, with, uh, with, with, pa- with, you know, purpose and passion. People hear those mm-hmm. words and they think, oh, dude, I'm going to wake up every day and I'm going to be smiling and it's going to be great. Dude, I don't care if you are 1 million percent passionate about something, there's going to be aspects that you mm-hmm. hate. There's going to be aspects that make you literally cringe when you think about having to do it. And that's something that people, um, people, you know, Ed Milet likes to say, like he says, you know, when we talk, he's like, you know, people like the sausage, but they don't like the, how the sausage is made. Right. You know what I'm saying? And like, there's going to be aspects about, you know, how the sausage is made that you ain't going to like. See, I was yeah. talking to my buddy over, over the weekend in New York City about this exact topic. And because, dude, he has a lot of trouble with finding a girlfriend. Yeah. And dude, I think there's so many similarities. Well, that's, that's easy. Get, get ripped, get rich. You won't have no problems. Girlfriend might have been a wrong word, but soulmate. Oh. And I think finding your passion is a lot like finding your soulmate. Like, dude, you gotta you gotta know what you like in a person. You gotta know what you're willing to you know put up with that you can do and deal with it on a, like a daily basis. Dude, I think you know. I mean, we could do a whole podcast on that exact mm-hmm. subject, but mm-hmm. in that case, you know, really, what it comes down is, and it's so funny because people are the exact opposite, but they want the relationship. That has, you know, like for guys, they want the big titties and the fat ass and they want the fucking hot chick and this and that. But really, dude, if you want a great relationship, you want the person that you're going to be able to tolerate on a daily basis and not fucking like want to kill. You know what I mean? Still want to fuck. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. You know, it's it's a weird. uh, It's weird how people go about that. But whatever. Anyway. Now you can talk fun. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks. So, like I said, thousand foot view. Let's start big. So a lot of people say, you know, I don't have a grand vision for my life, for the purpose of my life. And I know you talked about action being more important than analysis, um, but you also mentioned self-awareness. So I guess my question is, what are what are like some specific questions that people can ask themselves that can drive their understanding of what their purpose in life is? Uh, okay. The first, the first thing, and this is where I, I come from, is like, and this is going to, people are going to be like, what? when I say this, but like, dude, what pisses you off? Okay. What's, what's a problem that you look around and see in the world that annoys you so bad that you want to fix it? Mm. Um, I think that's a great place to start. What mm. are the things that really bother you? Uh, because when things really bother you to a point of being uncomfortable, they will push you to find the solution. It's like yeah. having, you know, a really bad mosquito bite. Um, you're going to want to scratch the motherfucker. Yeah. So it's a good way to stay driven. Uh, another pain, pain wakes us up basically. Exactly. Yeah. And another, another question would be, you know, and this is something that a lot, I think people ask this question first, which they shouldn't ask this question first. That should be the second question, but is, um, you know, what do you love? What are you interested in? What makes you excited to talk about? What makes you excited to dive into? What makes you excited to dissect? And if somebody were to sit across from you right now and have a conversation about this, what could you have a conversation about for the next three or four hours without getting tired of it. Those are, that's a great place to start because um, when you have something that annoys you and if it aligns up with this thing that you love and that you want to dissect, man, you've got a pretty good passion going there and that might be your purpose because other people might hear this shit and whatever it is that you're into and they might think it's the most boring shit in the world, but maybe it's your purpose to solve. You know what I mean? And then um, I think the third thing is what are you good at? 
You know, what, what are your competencies? What are you, what are the, what are the things that you're naturally able to do with unlimited energy uh, and not getting tired and not getting frustrated and not getting bored and not getting mad? What are the things that you're able to do effortlessly because you just seem to have the skill? And a lot of you guys are going to say, well, I don't have anything like that. No, you do. You're just not looking for it. Okay, so the purpose of these questions is to get you aware enough to look for the things that fit into these three questions. Okay, so what makes you mad? What do you love to do? And what are you naturally good at? And, and you know, you can find a cross section of things that are going to fit in. It's not going to be just one thing. There's going to be multiple things. And I think that's a good point to bring up, too, is a lot of people think like, oh, well, I can't, you know, they've got this one thing and this one thing and this one thing. Let's say they end up with three things and they're like, well, fuck, which one do I choose? It's going to be my ultimate purpose. And this goes back to putting your whole existence on some unforeseen force, right? You feel like you're going to pick the wrong one and the gods are going to fucking either reward you or they're going to punish you. Dude, look, there can be more than one. And that's the fun part, Mm -hmm. right? Because then you get to spread uh, and do a couple different things or you get to spend one part of your life doing this and one part of your life doing that. You know, we have chapters, so there could be more than one thing. So don't freak the fuck out if there's three things, you know, uh, or five things, you know, there could be more than one. Right. Because the next part of breaking this down is going to be, you know, how do we figure out how to do these things in order to provide us a living? Right. You know what I mean? Right. And on that scale, I mean, kind of going along with what you said about everybody thinks their dream life is going to be rainbows and unicorns. It's also true that I think everybody wants their purpose to be sort of sexy and romantic, when in reality, you might your purpose might actually be to be a plumber. Dude, now, that's not sexy or dude, romantic, but your purpose might dude, actually look, bring you great happiness, look, man, even though it's not sexy. That's such you know? a good point. Like, dude, I've got I've got my my buddy Ben Craven at Craven Performance here in St. Louis. He builds all my cars, mm-hmm. okay, and has for a long time. So if you see like a built car for what, uh, like I drive like my Chevelle or my Mustang or my fucking K five or my Hummer or my truck, like things that are modified, he does it, mm-hmm. and he's fuck, dude. I've known him for I don't even know how many years. And I've seen him go through ups and downs and ups and downs uh, financially, you know, and like, dude, we, we've talked, you know, where he could be doing other things that make him more money, but he's so fucking good at what he does and so passionate and excited about what he does. Like, dude, the best part, like, like when he builds me a car, like he won't even send me pictures because he wants to see my face whenever I see it. You know oh, what I'm that's saying? That's awesome. Yeah. Like yeah. that's the kind of passion that he has. And like this dude, like, and by the way, if you ever need a car built or you, you fucking want somebody to lift your truck or build something sick, the, the people ship the cars from all over the country into him because he's so good at what mm-hmm. he does. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know what? He's still learning the business aspect. He's not making a ton of money, even though his builds are, you know, cost a lot of money. To do them right, it costs him a lot of money. And right. the point is, is, the point of what I'm saying is, is like, dude, this guy has passion for what he does. This is his fucking purpose in, in business, like to create like art in motion. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like the coolest, awesomest, baddest ass shit that you could ever comprehend. And like to, to working with him is so much fun because of that purpose and because of that passion that he has. And like, uh, dude, it's just, you know. I think he's got a lot to learn business wise, you know, mm-hmm. and he, he'll, I think he'd tell you that. Um, 
But because he puts out such great products, he's eventually going to become very, very successful financially. Right. You know what I mean? Right. And that's the importance of purpose is like when you have purpose and passion for something, you're willing to stick it out during the times that are rough and the times that are, uh, you know, um, financially hard because you love what you do. Right. You know, and that's that's really like I think that's a part of purpose and passion that gets lost is that like Tyler said, you know, first of all, people think it's going to be always awesome. But they don't understand the practical aspect because you have all these fucking Instagram coaches and shit who ever done a goddamn thing talking about fucking success and money and all this shit. But the reality is, is like the reason, you know, they talk about passion and they put this fucking fluffy, like, you know, mystical thing. It's like, dude, fuck you. You don't know what the fuck you're talking about because here's the deal. Passion is practical. Mm -hmm. And the reason passion is practical is because passion will carry you through the times when you're making no money and when you have to work long hours and when things are fucking hard and you feel like you want to quit. Your passion is what's going to push you through those times. And if you are just doing it for the money, you'll quit during that first three to five years when you ain't making shit. And that's the reason passion is practical. You know what I mean? Absolutely. And you mentioned Ed earlier, and I remember when we were talking to him that one time, you know, just talking about all the different things that he has, his huge house, his car, his boats and everything. And he talked about, he loved that, but he said something that's really stuck in my mind. He said, you got to really have an internal passion because at the end of the day, nothing's as cool as you thought it was going to be. That's the truth. You know? Yeah. And and that's why it's important to have some sort of internal motivation. Dude, dude even people don't, people don't understand this. You, you're, you have to be purpose driven. Like you have to be mission driven. And it's okay to be materialistic driven when you're young because that's those are things that will carry you through. I'm not like some of these other motherfuckers that'll shit on people for wanting nice things. Fuck, I love nice things. You know what? Sometimes I won't even fucking I don't I don't accept anything other than nice things because I don't want to lower my standard. All right. And that's just that's just the way people some of us are. But here's the thing. That shit will fade away. Okay. So all of you listening right now, I want you to listen to something. This morning you went out and you got in your car and you drove your car and you got in your car and you probably, you know, didn't think anything of it. You were used to it. You know, you woke up in your house, your apartment, wherever it was, and you're used to it. Like it didn't mean anything to you. Like you were just used to it. That's what it's like to have all nice shit too. Like when I go in my garage and drive a nice car or I go to my nice house or whatever, or go to my nice lake house or whatever. And when Ed does the same shit, it's just normal shit. The shit fades away. It's exactly the same. I feel the exact same now having the, you know, I don't know, 20 something cars I've got that are all fucking nice as shit as I felt about getting in my 2004 Dodge Ram pickup and living in an 1800 square foot house back in 2008. I feel I feel the exact same. Mm, I and, think you what it does, though, is it does instill, you know, confidence in yourself that, hey, you know what to do. Oh, for sure. Yeah, for sure. Because I. I but what I I'm saying, but what I'm, I'm saying, and dude, I'm just what I'm trying to make people understand is that it's great to have material goals because they can keep you very driven. But don't expect to be fulfilled by those material goals, and that's why you know a lot of people will get to a certain point in business, and we see this all the time, where they they get in business, they become somewhat successful, they got a car, they got a nice house, they got a lake house, they got a boat, they got all this shit. And then, fuck, before you know it, dude, they're broke. They're selling all their shit. They're this or that. Those are the motherfuckers that did it exclusively for the material things, and they didn't have a purpose-driven. Purpose and passion 
over the long haul in business is super practical because that's why I come to work with a sense of urgency every fucking day. It's not so I can make more money. It's because I love to help people change their fucking lives. And it's exciting and it's rewarding. And I love it. And I love the competition aspect in our space, even though like, I don't feel like we have much competition, but I love beating everybody. I love winning. I love winning. And I know that to win the best way to win for us in our business is to help motherfuckers change their lives in a physical and mental way to where they come back and they say, fuck dude, you saved my fucking life. And dude, that's the most rewarding shit to me. That's why I get out of bed every day. It's not because I want to go buy another car or buy another fucking house. Dude, I got all the shit that I need. I've got all the shit that I want. I've got, you know what I'm saying? That, but when you have it, before I had it, I thought it was the ultimate. Now that I have it, I'm like, fuck, dude. Okay, that's cool. I do love, like, dude, I drove the, uh, seven, my, my 2017 Ford GT to work today. It was fucking awesome. I love it. But you know what I love more than that? sitting down right now talking about this Mm -hmm. you get what i'm saying Mm -hmm. and like dude people got people just don't i think you have to realize that those things come at different points in your life when you're young and you're in like right now there's a lot of young guys they're like fuck dude what are you saying that it's not cool to have a Lamborghini? no motherfucker it's fucking awesome (laughs) definitely go get some fucking lamborghinis it's awesome sorry what i was going to say earlier so you're going to interrupt me like vaughn yes before because i don't want to forget Dude, I'm nowhere near where you are, but it's already fading for me. Like, yeah. I already, like, well, you're surrounded by it a lot. That's why. Well, yeah, I've become a little bit numb to it, but even when yeah, I go bro, home- Yeah, bro, you're the only motherfucker. You, you get to fly on private planes and fucking ride <laughs> around I'm talking in cool about cars. Even, even, my, even my decently cool place. Yeah. My decently no, it's super cool, cool car. Like, it's it, super cool. 90% of the people would be like, holy fuck. But yeah. it's like, no, man, I'm, I've, I've even forgot about dude, like that. I, you know why that is, dude? You know why it is? Well, I'm, I'm starting to find my purpose, and I'm, I'm wanting to get more into it. Right. But but here's the other thing, too. Truly successful people, which, dude, you're going to be as successful as you want to be. I have no doubts about it. That's why you're even in the same room as me all the time. Truly successful people raise the bar before they get to the bar. Okay? So they get, they get close, you know, to their goal, and then they set a new goal. So they never actually hit their goals. Like I never hit my goals. Like people, you know, they're like, oh, you, because by the time I get close to my goal and I'm like, let's say, you know, like when I said, oh, I want my, I want to weigh 245 pounds when I was 350. Well, when I got to 245, I'm like, fuck dude, I want to get 235 and I want to fucking, then I want to put back on 15 pounds of muscle. Like you I'm got, already, you got down to 240, you're like, yeah, fuck this, I look yeah, skinny. Then I'm you already, got up to 260, you're like, fuck this, I want 240. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I just, dude, I'm always changing it. And like, that's what, that's what successful people do. They don't celebrate the goal. You know, they just constantly evolve and change before they even get there. You know, successful people, that's the easiest way I could say it. They raise the bar before they get to the bar. You know what I mean? And um, purpose will help you do that every time. Yeah. You know? Yeah, good stuff. So, I mean, obviously we're talking about entrepreneurship in the show too. So, how would you specifically apply what you just said? Yeah, but dude, this is practical shit for entrepreneurship. yeah. Yeah, yeah. You will not win long term. For a number of reasons in this economy, if you're not purpose-driven, if you're money-driven, you're going to fucking lose. And I'm going to tell you why. Lots of fucking reasons. But the main reason why is that you're dealing with a millennial workforce that is 1,000% not motivated by money. Okay? When I was fucking the age that the millennials are right now, I was everybody wanted to make money. It was okay. It was cool. Everybody wanted to make money. Mm-hmm. Now, nobody really gives a fuck about money. They care about life experience. And honestly, I agree with them. I think, they're, I think that's right. But here's what's cool is that 
when you're purpose driven and you care about experience and you care about whatever it is, the mission is that you're into, you will make a lot of money because you're so good at whatever the fuck that is. So it's very practical. And dude, that's the biggest reason why, you know, these big fucking companies out there right now are struggling against smaller startups because the smaller startups are dedicated, purpose driven to providing a better experience and a better product than the big companies who are just trying to make a dollar. Yeah. You know, and what the millennials need to learn that they can learn from someone like you is that once you get the money, you can do tremendously Fuck yeah. awesome, great good things. things with yeah, it. Yeah, which is the coolest yeah. part about having money. Yeah, yeah. You know, giving it away, which is fucked up. <laughs> like, <laughs> it's like the most ironic thing. Like, dude, if somebody would have told me when I was 25 years old, dude, you're going to fuck, when you make this much money, you're going to give away millions of fucking dollars. I'd be like, no, I'm not. I'm not fucking giving shit away. Those motherfuckers go earn it. You know. I mean, do you think it was? Do you think for LeBron James, he had a better? I bet. I'll bet you, LeBron James. If you asked him, opening that school is the greatest fucking thing of his whole life. Better than any championship. Better than a championship. Better than basketball. Better than yeah. anything. I guarantee it. Yeah. Because, dude, guess what? I I've done similar things for our school, yeah. our high school. You know, and you know what? Nobody knows about it because we don't fucking brag about it. But you know, we're big donors to our fucking high school, and and like, dude, nothing. If I had to say the the highlight of the everything, it would be that would be tie for that would be a tie for seeing uh, with with you know seeing some of my employees who started out here at seven dollars an hour move into high six and seven figure earning positions over the course of the, of their career with us. You know what I mean? Yeah, for sure. So as far as entrepreneurship, so I I mean connect draw you know connect the dots for people like. Let's say they're an entrepreneur. They got their sort of general life purpose figured out, but they're they really wanting to start a business, but they don't really know how to, how, you know, what industry to go into, what you know, what product or service. I mean, it seems like the principles you shared are easily apl- apl- applicable to uh, to entrepreneurship. Absolutely. I mean, it's the exact same questions and that I asked or that I told you guys to ask above. You could a- you could ask those. You can use that process. You know. Um, what what pisses me off? What do what I like to solve? What do I love? And what am I good at for not only your life purpose but your entrepreneurship purpose? You know, and people hear the word entrepreneur and I think it scares them. But dude, entrepreneurship is becoming more and more common um, every single day because yeah. of the platform and technology that we have. So you know, and you'll buy this shit like people say, like, oh, dude, you're either born an entrepreneur or you're not. No, that's not fucking true. You know, now there's people who were born entrepreneurs who are high level entrepreneurs. Like, let's say like if they were fucking, uh, you know, in major league baseball, they would be on the all-star team. Right. Of course there's those guys, but dude, there's lots of people who are quote unquote, not entrepreneurs that are doing very well in entrepreneurship. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So as far as, you know, living out your purpose in a day-to-day life, you know, we got a lot of people, um, who have day jobs, you know, and, and they're, they got a certain level of dissatisfaction in their day job, and they're they they really want to take that leap and and transition to a greater purpose and a greater calling. But we get this question all the time, like, how do you know you're ready? How do you how do you know you're ready to well, take you the leap? To, if you listen to all the motherfuckers online and on Instagram, it's it's immediately. Yeah, you should just quit your fucking job 
and sell your fucking everything you own and just go do your purpose. And you regardless know, you know of how it affects do? your family, you should create some burlap <laughs> clothes and get a fucking guitar and grow your hair out long. And then you should let your armpit hair grow and your leg hair grow and not take a shower and sing kumbaya fucking ya around the fucking campfire the rest of your life. Right. That's what everybody on the internet wants to talk about. But let's talk about this from a realistic standpoint. How can I transition from my nine to five job to something that I want to do that I believe is my purpose? It's very, very simple. Question number one, can I pay my bills? All right. And if you can't pay your bills and you, and it's, let's, maybe you got to get rid of some of your bills, right? So maybe mm-hmm. you have to take a step back, but can I pay my obligations? All right. Cause it's not a responsible thing to do to just jump ship and not pay your bills. You're going to fuck yourself for a long time. All right. Can I support the people I need to support? Do you have a wife? Do you have uh, kids? Okay. If you don't have a wife and kids, and this is why I discourage people from getting married until they're in their thirties and somewhat established, but do you have obligations? Can you take care of the people that you need to take care of? All right. Yes or no. Very simple question. And if the answer is no, well, maybe you go back to question A and you eliminate some of the extra shit that you're doing. Maybe you don't take the family to Disneyland this year. Maybe you don't, you know, pay for, maybe you have grandma watch the kids instead of taking them to the fucking daycare. You, you got to figure it out, right? Um, you got to ask yourself, what am I waiting for? Am I waiting for the perfect scenario? Because, dude, this is a big killer. Most people will wait till they think everything is perfect to make right. a decision. And, dude, that's a killer because guess what? It'll never be perfect. Never. Ever, ever, ever. Um, I'm guilty of that with kids. You know, people are like, why don't you have kids? Well, because you know what? I'm pretty old now and I was always waiting for it to be a perfect scenario. And guess what? Now I don't have any kids. <laughs> so, uh, and you know what? I don't know that I want any regardless. I, you know, I, I, I've raised other people's kids my entire fucking life. I don't really want to be having my own telling me what the fuck to do again for the next <laughs> 25 fucking years. Right. Um, and I know a lot of people can't relate to that, but you didn't live my life. So, um, it is what it is. But the perfect scenario will fucking kill you because it doesn't exist. And I think the last thing is, is do I understand that I could be making the right move, but that doesn't mean that I won't suffer from some immediate blowback, okay? And what I mean by that is this. You are going to have... You're going to make the right decision. And guess what? It's going to be rough at first. It's going to be rough at times. And there's going to be times that you say, man, did I make the right fucking move? That's normal. But what's not normal is for people to persist through that to become successful anyway, all right? Because most people, when they feel like things, the minute they feel like things, you know, they made this decision they thought was right and things didn't go right immediately, they automatically assume it's the wrong decision and then they fucking quit. And this is what kills people too, man. So, you know, figure out, can you can you fulfill your obligations with your bills? Can you support the people you're obligated to support? Uh, are you waiting for the perfect scenario? And do you understand that even if you make the right move, there's going to be some shit storms that come with it regardless. All right. I think those are the four main questions that people need to understand about transitioning. The thing I do want to point out, though, is like when you and Chris started your your business, you did have day jobs yeah. and you were still starting your business. Like you, you did the bartending. You had multiple things yeah, yeah. that you did. Yeah. And I think sometimes people use that as an excuse and you you do need to realize that, you know, there yeah, there's going to be some crossover. There, yeah, there's going to be a crossover and there may be a period of time where you're working like four or five jobs, you know, that maybe are more... Uh, flexible and that allow you to work on your 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 entrepreneurial That's dream. Right. They allow you to you know? invest in yeah. your future. Yeah. But like I mean I think of people who That's say an investment. Yeah. People don't understand what investment means. 
People think that if they have employees on on their payroll, that it's an expense. Your employee, if your employees are an investment, that means you're a shitty leader. Right. You get what I'm saying? There's, yeah. Your marketing, that's an investment if it's effective. It's not an expense. And people need to learn what investment is. And so when you have to work three fucking jobs and you have to take uh, your your $2,000 a month apartment and live in a $600 a month apartment and you have to cut out cable TV, guess what that is? That's a fucking investment in your future. Dude, it's literally like trying to win the lottery without buying a ticket. <laughs> Dude, just people aren't willing to be uncomfortable. <laughs> Yeah, it is. So, um, as far as uh, the practical application of pur- purpose, um, once people kind of get the sense of what they're supposed to do in life, they often come up with a plan. And I, you know, you know, I've talked about this a lot. That when it comes to executing a plan, people have all sorts of misconceptions about what that entails. So, suppose you're talking to somebody and they say, "Hey, Andy, I'm moving ahead with my plan." You know, I'm executing my purpose, but I don't know if it's the right one. I'm second guessing myself. I'm rethinking things. It doesn't seem to be working. You know, what would you tell them? Welcome to fucking entrepreneurship. <laughs> Let's be life. Yeah, that's that's it. Like that goes back to the paralysis by analysis, like in ha- and waiting for the perfect scenario. You know, you're gonna have you're. <sighs> this is this is so hard for people to understand, but. People like security and they like um, feeling safe. And the, the problem with security and feeling safe is that it doesn't allow you to expend all your energy towards something greater. And a lot of people will, you know, they have this plan and they're going to, you know, I'm going to open up the, I'm going to create the new Starbucks coffee and I'm going to open up a shop and I'm going to do this. And if it doesn't work out, and that's where they fuck themselves is whenever they say, if it doesn't work out because right. they have, you know, if it doesn't work out, I can go back to, you know, doing concrete or I can go back to my teaching job or I can go back to this. And whenever they put that in their head for the safety reason, what happens is when things get hard and things get tough, they're like, oh, fuck, I, I fucking couldn't do it. And they go back to their other thing. And so that causes them to not be able to go all in the way they need to go all in on their their the what they really want what they believe their purpose is whenever their competitor the person who's sharing the market with them that motherfucker don't have a backup plan he's working on how to make the best coffee how to deliver it the best way how to create the best atmosphere how to create more locations how to have the best branding how to create the most customer experience how to create customer loyalty and he's putting all his energy into that when you're putting your energy into well fuck dude you know what? I ordered cups and they came and they were wrong and it cost me 600 bucks. Fuck, I'm not good at this. Maybe I should go back to teaching. And that's your attitude. That dude you're competing against is going to fucking destroy you. And so that's why I tell people they got to piss on their plan B. And I believe we have a podcast of that. We have we have a podcast on that. We also have one on zero options mentality. Zero options mentality, man. Yeah. That's the key to long-term success or success. It's the key to both of those things, excess mm-hmm. and success, is that, dude, when you start getting, like, when you start in business, a lot of people don't have options. I didn't have any fucking options. I didn't have a degree. I couldn't, the only option I had was to go pour concrete or keep painting stripes on parking lots, and guess what? I hated both those things, so that wasn't a fucking option to me, so my only option was to build our fucking companies. That was it, mm-hmm. okay, and a lot of people, when they succeed, um, and they start getting some success going, 
they realize that it's their business is no longer their only option and they start getting into this or they open a restaurant or they they fucking start this side deal or this or that or this and it takes the focus off of what their fucking main thing is and guess what happens they lose okay so i always operate under zero options like dude dan fleischman gives me shit about this all the time because like i tell him like fuck dude you know you know we're 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 going to do over $200 million this year. You know what I'm saying? And next year it's probably going to be 400 and, um, and fucking, I still feel like I could make one choice or one decision or one or do, and I could show up here today and it'd be all gone. Like that's how I feel. And I'd have to go back to working in the store, sleeping on a fucking couch in the back on the mattress in the back and do this. I'm scared to death. Mm-hmm. And, and Pete, and, and he thinks I'm like, when I tell him that, he thinks I'm like making that up or I'm like, it's bullshit. Motherfucker, I'm scared. I run fucking hard. The reason I run so fast, the reason I'm so aggressive and the reason I have such urgency is because I'm fucking scared. And I create that in my own mind. And because I create that in my own mind by not having a plan B and having zero options, guess what? I win because I put everything I have into what I do. Negative emotions can be motivation. You've said that before. Anger, fear, those can all work. It's all practical. Yep. Super. And I just realized that my last question was pretty much a, uh, a restatement of the fourth question. So anything else you want to, uh, to well, add about the, uh, about the pursuit of purpose? Well, I think, I, yeah, I do. I think the people, you listening right now, need to understand that it's not just some fucking fluffy mumbo-jumbo shit that all these feel-gooders are fucking putting out for you to hear. It's very... Just because they don't understand how it's practical doesn't mean it's not practical. Right. You know, oh, you want to be happy and you want to set your soul free and you want to... Dude, fuck all that. You want to make some fucking money and you want to be fucking successful in life and you want to provide for your fucking family like you should and you want to do all those things that you really care about, it's practical. Because during the beginning when things suck... Your purpose and your passion are going to hold you through. And guess what? When you're longer down the road and things are good, your purpose and your passion are going to drive you when the material success no longer has the same meaning that it has to you now. Okay? So, it's very practical and people just don't understand that. They think it's some fucking hippie shit, which you guys all know, I don't buy into that stuff. That's not me. I'm not fucking... You know, one of these dudes who comes in and tells you, oh, you need to get in touch with your fucking feelings. Dude, fuck that, dude. I'm a fucking killer. You know, I come in very practical. I like to fucking win. And I don't want to win. I want to rip your fucking head off. But I'm telling you, from a guy like me, passion and fucking purpose is practical in every phase of business. And so when you think about what it is that you love and what it is, you you know, why you do things, you have to figure out you know, what your motivations are, because I could tell you, and this is dangerous because you could probably get to a moderate level of success without having passion and purpose. There's people who could put themselves through hell because they love money for sure. Mm -hmm. All right. They can deal with the fucking three to five years it's going to take to make a lot of money in these days or the 10 years like it did for me, um, because they love money. But two things will happen here. One, you'll never make as much money as you could if it was your actual purpose because you don't care enough about the customers and helping the customers and creating the experience and the beneficial product and the solutions that you need to create to make the most money because it's all about you. 
All right. But the other thing that's going to happen is once you get the, and this is the most dangerous part about it. Once you get some money and once you get a car and once you get a house and you're comfortable, now you have no reason to go to fucking work anymore. Mm. Now you have no reason to compete anymore. Now you have no reason to push through anymore. And so, dude, this is, this is a very important thing for you uh, to really dig into yourself and figure out what it is. You know, for me, I can tell you right now, like I said a few minutes ago, I love seeing people win. I love seeing people evolve. I love people who message me uh, or leave a comment on on Instagram and say, dude, a year ago I was here, now I'm here. Whether that be I lost 100 pounds or I gained 30 pounds or I was making fucking 20 grand, now I made 200, okay? I was in 30 grand of debt and I fucking paid it off this year because of sh- Like, dude, that shit, that's what I fucking get up for. Oh, yeah. That's what I get up for. I don't give a fuck about the money anymore. I got enough money to do anything I want, anytime I want, wherever the fuck I want. Now, that's a fact. Like, I don't ever have to fucking show up to work ever again. And if you're in a position like I am now and all you care about is the money, you're going to leave a, you're going to live a very, first of all, you're going to lose financially eventually against someone who has the, the passion for whatever it is that you do. And second of all, um, you're going to be very unfulfilled and very depressed and very angry because you're going to look around at all the shit that you have and you're going to say, is this it? Fuck, is this it? You know? And I had that moment myself. Mm. You know what I mean? So, um, purpose and passion is practical. Very, very practical. And I, I, I suggest that you take some serious time and there, there's another there's another group of people here like this too there's people who are successful but they don't realize that their purpose and passion is what it is that they do right so like for example like in my company in our retail company we have let's say we have some we have guys who are running our stores who make a you know they're doing well they're they're growing the company they're making a lot of money um, and they're moving their career forward those guys get let's say they get to that point because they want to build a career but where i see the transition for them and i've seen it for years is whenever they figure out that they actually love helping the customers is whenever they get great that's Mm -hmm. whenever they transition from good to great because when they take the when they figure out like damn dude i'm doing all right i got a nice career going you know i'm moving up this that and then the the flip the 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 switch flips in their brain like i fucking love this job because i get to help people change their lives that's when their fucking their personal performance goes from you know level fucking three to level 10 you you see what i'm saying makes total sense so and to kind of build on that too, when it comes to your passion, one of my favorite quotes from you is, "Is your are your goals really your goals?" And yeah. I think it, I think those two correlate with you know with each other a lot. Meaning like, okay, so if you're in the transition phase, or if you have an idea on what your passion is, how much time are you investing in becoming a fucking expert on that on that field? Right. Yeah, dude, for sure, for sure. And that's all. That's all. That's that explains perfectly why you'll always lose if you don't have the fucking passion. You'll eventually lose if you don't have it. If you don't have the purpose, if you don't have the passion, you will eventually go against someone who has it in your space and they will beat you. So that's why it's important to either choose something that is your passion or become very fucking passionate about what it is that you do, which right. is always an option as well. And the way that I would uh, summarize what you've said about choosing your passion is ask three critical questions. What do you? What pisses you off? What do you love and what are you good at? And then act 
because the best way to deal with self-doubt and second-guessing is execution. And then the third thing is uh, adapt because things are not going to be perfect and you're going to run into blowback. So you just got to press through. Yeah. And you got to realize that's part of the deal. Yeah. It's normal. So good stuff, man. Yeah, uh, cool. Do you want to say anything about the, uh, uh we got the contest? Review, we got the review contest going on. Uh, we're going to fly some dudes out here, some, some dudes or some ladies, uh, out here for, uh, for the day to do uh dinner and, uh, spend a day going through whatever it is that, that, that they want to go through and, uh, have some one-on-one time. Um, all you got to do is go on iTunes, leave us a review. And we're doing that for 30 days as of, I think last Thursday. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that's something we got going on. Uh, the other thing, guys, is if you got value out of this podcast, I would greatly appreciate if you would share it with a friend. You don't have to share it with a million friends. Just share it with a friend. Help grow the movement. Help provide some good knowledge. And uh, and I appreciate you guys. So thank you. I'll see you next time.